Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Uncommon Thoughts podcast. I'm your host, Antasia Maddox, and thank you so much for joining me. Um, for those that are watching on YouTube, um, thank you for tuning in. But for those who are listening, just so you're aware, this video, I'm also recording um, a video as well. So you can check that out if you wish to watch me instead of just listening. Um, and also, I just want to say, guys, I'm I know this video quality is not the best. I am really working on it. Um, so I'm hoping that in the next couple, I've really tried to, I can figure this stuff out and um, the video quality will be better moving forward. But I just want to acknowledge that, but we will still get the content and we will still be here and you'll be still be able to see me. So I just want to get into um, the typical that we do, um, which is the check-in. So this week I will say that I am feeling so, 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 so much better. And um, I'm happy to be able to do like normal things and just be able to function normally. I'll get into a little bit about um, uh, why I'm so grateful for that as I go on, because this episode, I will be talking about um, the procedure that I had um, coming up. And also, I just want to give you guys a heads up that I'll probably be drinking water throughout this. It's still kind of um, difficult for, for me to talk for long periods of time without my throat getting like super, super dry and like kind of a little bit of pain in the back. So just just so you guys know, I'm not trying to um, not acknowledge that. But so, yeah, I'm feeling better. I'm able to do things this past weekend. I was able to go to an event to celebrate my brother and to um, support him. And I hung out with a friend and we had a really, really, really good time. So um, it was it's just been good. This, this past weekend was good. I've been able to work normally and do all of that kind of stuff. Um, like I said, still some pain in my throat. But overall, honestly, significantly better than I was before. And um, I'm just feeling super grateful about that. So because this week is a little bit different um, and I will be talking so so much at length about my surgery, I just want to give you guys a heads up about that. This is not a regular um, episode where I'll be talking about some different kind of topic, but I really want to focus on the surgery for a lot of reasons. Um, one, to kind of give people more or another perspective into this surgery, because I know that um, to prepare myself, I looked into different um, videos and other people who had experienced it, especially at my age or around my age. And I think that having more content out there will be nice. And I think also, I just want people to be a little more um, conscious and supportive of people when they're experiencing different things and um, of their fears and stuff like that. So I feel like if I share my experience, maybe that will give people some insight or um, some tips on how to support somebody else. Or also, if you are also going through the surgery, um, some information on how I made it through. So I just want to first start by saying, so a couple of weeks ago, or in almost, it's almost three weeks now, um, I had a tonsillectomy done. So I needed to have my tonsils removed. Um, and the reason I had them removed, so even when I was very young, I would have a lot of um, strep throat and a lot of issues with my tonsils in general. As I got older, the issues never really went away. So I would get sore throats a couple of times a year. Um, probably even more than a couple of times, honestly, it happened so often. Um, I would get, not to be like super gross, like a lot of drainage, like weird stuff. And the worst thing for me of all was I would get tonsil stones. Like I won't get into how gross those are. If you guys want to look that up, you can go ahead and you can do that. But I used to get um, tonsil stones on a very regular basis. So um, it was just really impacting everything. So um, I would say maybe four or five, 
maybe four or five years ago, I can't really remember how long ago, was the first time, probably not even four, to be honest, maybe like three or four. But anyway, I went to um, an ear, nose, and throat specialist because I was telling my doctor at the time, like I had before to other doctors, like, I'm so tired of these consultations. I don't know what to do. Like, you know, it's just, it's really annoying. It's cumbersome. They, They come back constantly. There's nothing that I could really do to prevent them from happening. Like it just, they would just happen. Um, I guess I'll give a little bit. So essentially what would happen is stuff would get stuck down into the tonsils and it would create um, stones essentially um, in the back and it would get stuck. You have to dislodge them and stuff like that. Super, super gross. So I was telling them like, look, I cannot keep doing this. This is just really a lot and I want them to um, go away. So um, in, in doing that, I would... Um, go to the doctor and, you know, like I said, tell them all of this stuff. So they recommend that I go see an ear, nose and throat specialist. So I went to see the ear, nose and throat specialist. And when I tell you this woman terrified me, I mean, full on terrified me. Like she told me this is going to be the worst pain of your life. I wouldn't recommend that you do it. Adults really struggle with this. Um, it's going to be horrific. Don't do it. So this doctor telling me this, I mean, I, of course, I believe I'm like, girl, I don't know that it's worth all that pain. She's like, I would try to just deal with it if you can. And um, I wouldn't recommend anybody getting the surgery. So time went and I was like, OK, maybe I won't get the surgery and I'll just have to keep trying to deal with these tonsil zones the best way I can. So um, fast forward to this year and I was like, you know what? I'm tired. I don't want to keep dealing with these tonsil stones. I don't want to keep dealing with having these sore throats. I don't want to keep dealing with this drainage. I don't want to live my life that way. So um, I decided that and a couple of other things I think I've kind of sprinkled in and told you guys I'm trying to work on um, just with my body in general. So this was one of those things for me. And um, I went to another ear, nose, and throat specialist here. And I was completely terrified because this woman had really scared me, you know? So I went and talked to um, the doctor here that did it, who was actually really great. I'm very impressed by him. But, um, and I told him what my issues were, what my concerns were. And within the first five minutes, he's like, oh yeah, we can have a removed, no problem. And I was like, wait, what? And he was like, yeah, just go ahead and we can schedule it and I'll, I'll remove them for you. And I'm like, well, what about all the awful stuff? And he was like, well, I'm not going to lie to you. He was like, this is one of the most painful um, surgeries for adults to go through. And it will be miserable, but it will be worth it long term because you won't have to deal with the tonsil stones and all of the things that come with that. So um, when he said that to me, I was it, it scared me even more. It was affirming that he was like, OK, you can make it through. But I was still like, OK, so he's he's confirming that this is going to be super painful. So anyway, I went and I made the appointment and all that kind of stuff. So blah, blah, blah. We can, we can fast forward through all of that stuff of all of my panic. So in, um, in that time, I also did some research, which is why I was saying earlier into looking at different videos of other adults had, who have went through a tonsillectomy because he even said to me, um, like other doctors have said, and you know, things that I read that it's a very different experience from when you're a child to when you're an adult, because the tonsils start to, um, they kind of connect to your throat. So they have like nerve endings and things like that. Whereas when you're a kid, they kind of like dangle, they're not as formed to the body. So when they have to, when they cut them out and they have to burn it, essentially your nerve endings are exposed in the back of your throat, essentially is what happens, which is so gross, but true. 
So he was just um, expressing all that stuff. So anyway, like I said, I looked at different videos. I will admit that some of the videos helped, but also it made me feel even more terrified because they were just confirming all of the things, even that that woman told me that this was going to be miserable. And people, you know, sometimes uh, have to go to the emergency room because they um, hemorrhage in the back of their throat um, and all that kind of stuff. And I'll kind of get into why what I learned about why that happens. So, um, yeah, I was just really terrified. So anyway, obviously I scheduled the surgery the night before I went, um, or not even the night, like the week before I went, you couldn't take any vitamins, that kind of stuff. Um, you don't eat after 12 o'clock and then they give you like a certain period of time because it's because you're going into surgery that day that you can drink water, depending on the time of the day, like my surgery was in the afternoon. So I was able to drink like 12 ounces of water before nine o'clock AM, but I could, you know, have to go on into stomach, all of that kind of stuff. So standard surgery things, um, half the surgery. Apparently I came out very loopy <laughs> and, um, this is my first time under anesthesia and the, the nurse told me I woke up and I just kept thanking her. Like I was just saying, thank you for everything. Thank you for this. Thank you for your work. Thank you. Thank-. I just kept telling her thank you, which is hilarious and super awkward. So, um, apparently I was out for a little while though. Like it seems like, I guess the time frame that you wake up is different for everybody, but it took me a couple hours to really come out of it. But even when I did come out of it, I was still just not okay. Um, and my mom actually uh, came to take care of me, but I guess they, she was like wheeling me out. And I remember she was saying like, oh, where's your mom? Whatever. Cause they had called my mom back and forth, you know, obviously while I was in and um, I pointed to the car <laughs> and I remember my mom driving around and a woman telling me, oh yeah, she's going to need to go take a nap. Because I was, I was so, so, so out of it. Like I felt so groggy and tired and just all of these things. So at that time, my throat, I remember it hurting. Like I remember, because they asked you when you wake up, like, what's your pain level to see if they need to adjust your meds. And um, I remember it hurting even when I woke up. So I was like, oh, you know, it's like a five or a six, you know? So she gave me some medication. Anyway, they sent me on my way. I went home, got my pain meds. So for the pain meds. I know that people, even on the bottles when you get them, because they give, they gave me um, oxycodone and uh, I had to take a, I had to take oxycodone, a steroid. Um, they gave me some things for nausea. Um, he gave me this numbing liquid, which tastes awful. And he said that a lot of people love it because I guess it, you gargle with it in the morning and um, it like kind of coats your throat and soothes it and, and keeps it from being so painful. I did not like it. It was disgusting, but they gave that, which I, which is nice that you get it, but it was gross. I didn't like it at all. Um, and yeah, I think that was medication. I could put on the, yes, that's all the medication. But then in between the oxycodone, he was like, you might need to take something else. So, which turned out to be true. My mom ended up going to give me some children's um, Motrin and things like that. So go home the first, second, and third day, I was able to, I was kind of able to talk, but it hurt my throat really bad. I kept ice packs on it all day. Um, as far as food, they, you know, the first couple of days, at least in my situation, he was like, you're not going to really be able to eat. So um, just try to have as much fluid as possible. Now, out of all the things I read, again, people who go to the hospital, that kind of stuff is because they're dehydrated. Like it, even though it's really painful, because again, they like cut them tonsils out, but they also, um, use, um, uh, 
a machine to cauterize everything. So to burn essentially the back of your throat so that um, it can close up and heal naturally. So you don't get any stitches or anything like that. It's just like raw flesh in the back that needs to heal on its own. So he was saying that it's going to be really painful to eat things, but make sure you have like cold stuff and things like that. So for me, I, I did eat a lot of like um, ice cream things. Like sherbet was like the best because it was, because it was thick and it was able to like melt and things like that. I didn't, I mean, I ate some popsicles, but it wasn't like my absolute go-to. I ate some ice cream. The first day I ate ice cream, tried to eat, um, so delicious, like vanilla or something like that. And it was burnt. It burned so bad. Oh my gosh. So it was, so that's another thing that you have to figure out what works for you as far as like the burning, because it burns so much for certain things to hit back there, which is another reason why I think people just stay away from eating altogether for the, for a, a period of time. So anyway, that stuff was burning. So the first couple of days were just that, like, I, I think I had some soup that my mom um, got. I had and the rest of it was just like ice cream and things like that. So anyway, like I was saying about the water, um, they say to stay hydrated. Now, typically I drink a decent amount of water. Anyway, I usually drink maybe a gallon or so a, a day. So during this time, I probably literally drank like maybe two and a half gallons a day. Now, I'm not suggesting everybody else has to do that at all. But part of it was paranoia because I didn't want to go to the hospital. And um, I, I wanted to alleviate some of the pain which I don't think it does that, but I think that it, I understand how it helps um, the scabs because you need essentially for the back of your throat to create scabs. And they're essentially like wet scabs. All these things sound gross guys, but it is true. Um, And it, they turn into like these white um, scabs in the back of your throat. It kind of looks like, it looks like it's pus, but it's really just scabs. So they're like, they're really big. They cover the entire back of your throat and things like that. So you need those to stay wet so that because if they get too dry, they crack and that's when people start to bleed. So you need as much um, uh, hydration in your body to keep them keep them from being dry and cracking and bleeding. So, again, first couple of days, that's what it was. My ears hurt. Oh, my gosh. I can't stress enough how much pain I was in over this period of time. So. The the ear pain, my ear pain started. So the first couple of days, you know, you're still wearing off the anesthesia. I would say the first two for me, I was like, okay, I can take these pain meds and like kind of try to manage whatever. By day three, it was like, oh, so that stuff wore off. Got it. And the ear pain, I mean, my ears constantly hurt. Like there wasn't a period of time where I wasn't in pain. And that's another thing I want to say. I think that's partially why people say, sorry, just need to why it's so painful and why it's so um, intense for adults. Because for me, even with taking like the oxycodone and stuff like that, and that's why they suggest you take something in between, it never alleviates the pain altogether. Like I was constantly in pain. It was just certain times it was more manageable than others. So um, I recommend highly that if you do have this surgery, take your medication. I've heard, and people even start to say to me, Oh, don't take that stuff. You can get addicted, blah, blah, blah. Listen, listen, listen. <laughs> I I don't know how long it takes for you to get addicted to things to ask your doctor. I, I don't, I cannot suggest or say that kind of stuff. But what I will say is the pain is so intense that I, I there's no way I could have made it through that without taking drugs. There's, there's no, literally no way. It was so painful even with them. So I can't imagine without. 
So I highly recommend taking the medication on time, like suggested. And that was even something the doctor continuously said to me, when you leave, take the medication on time. Don't try to like bear with it. Don't try to wait till the pain is too excruciating. Don't wait, take it on time so that you're ahead of the pain because once it happens, it's it's <laughs> it's practically unbearable. And that is accurate, right? So another thing that happens in this surgery is that things typically get far, far, far worse before they get better. And when people said that, I'm like, well, yeah, that's typical. Okay. Uh, they were not lying at all for me. And again, my experience may be different than other people's. And obviously I'm here, obviously I, I made it, but I'm just saying that that healing and in that time, it was miserable, literally. So by day four or five, so it incrementally throughout those days, I would say like three, four, five, and then up to like six, it was increasingly, increasingly getting, getting worse, like every day, like it, the pain, I was up every every two hours or so, so I can make sure I had some like medication in my system, be it the oxycodone or um, Motrin, just because the pain was too much. Like I couldn't even sleep through it. I don't even know how people do that, but some people do. And um, for the ear pain, um, one of the things that I recommend, like not just the ice pack, but it's heat. Like the um, I had like a heating pad that I would put on my ears. And I know that I saw some people like warm up water bottles and put those on their ears and stuff like that for their ear pain. Um, Because the cold didn't help my ear pain at all. Like it it just kind of just made it worse. So I would like often have like ice pack here and a heating pad here. And it was, it was the whole thing. So I would highly, highly, highly recommend those. And um, another thing for, I'm about to get into the sleeping part, for I kept, for my room, I kept um, humidifiers running the entire day, like 24 seven. And I highly recommend humidifiers because when you're sleeping, it's harder for you to um, drink. And as the days go, it will get hard just for you to even drink water. At least, again, in my experience, that was the case. So, and um, it was super hard. Like by day, like I said, maybe like five, it was like, listen, I don't know what y'all expect me to do because I'm not consuming anything. Um, and it was just really hard. Like it was hard to eat stuff. The only thing as far as eating, I will say, something that really was good for me to eat was like macaroni and cheese because it was it, like, um, just slide down. So like I had like vegan mac and cheese, um, mashed potatoes were really good stuff outside of that. I, I just, oof, it was just too much. Um, like I said, I had soup, um, definitely not crackers that it was like too scratchy for the back of my throat. I couldn't swallow them and it would like get stuck and it was just gross. Not good. Um, I couldn't eat like rice, even though it's like on the softer end, couldn't do that. So again, like that was pretty much my diet, mashed potatoes, mac and cheese, soup, and ice cream and a, a bunch of water. And I know a lot of people said they were really, really hungry throughout the time. I really wasn't. And maybe it's because I was in so much pain that, um, I don't know, it kind of counteracted. I mean, I did have moments of being hungry, but I wasn't hungry the entire time. Like I didn't feel like, oh my gosh, I'm wasting away. It didn't feel like that at all. But I did have moments, but for the most part, I was fine. Maybe because I was drinking so much water too. That could be also a thing. So anyway, have the humidifiers in your room. Um, cause that helps with keeping your um, throat from getting dry. Cause the goal of this whole thing during this healing, even though it's painful and like, it is really, 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 really painful. But the goal is to keep you hydrated. So make sure you drink as much water as you can continuously. Also on the days where I couldn't really eat, I would have like protein shakes. 
So that's definitely another suggestion I would have as far as like food or things that you should have around on top of your water, like protein, because I know that that protein will help your body heal. So that's something else too. So anyway, so got to like day six, seven, night night six and like into seven was excruciating. So why, what also I've realized why it's so painful is because the scabs start to come off. So once the scab starts to come off, you obviously have flesh behind the scab. So it, it, I've never felt pain like that in my life. And when people told, when I read this or when I uh, list, watched videos and the doctor told me, I had no idea what the, what it mixed. I had nothing to compare it to. So it was literally the worst pain I've ever experienced in my life. I thought I was going to have to go to the hospital. Like I was up and I was on my pain meds, regular, all that kind of stuff. And that night into that morning, like I thought I was going to have to go to the hospital because I thought something was wrong. Like I was like sweating. Um, it was just, it was so, 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 so painful. And like, that was my peak. So it's day six into day seven was the peak of my pain. And, um, ears were hurting. I I mean, like it felt like someone, like there was like knives in the back of my throat, just like stabbing over and over and over, or like continuous, like slicing my throat open. Like that's what it felt like, even though that's not what was happening, of course, but that it felt like that. So it was, it was really, it was tough. So, um, that happened. And after that, things did start to get better. I will say that. So I would say hold tight and, um, definitely you know, things will improve, um, significantly over time. So after that day, um, things start to get better. So I will say right after seven, maybe eight, nine and 10, I couldn't talk at all. Like before that I was able to like kind of mumble, get a few words out, things like that, but it would be, it would be super, super painful. But at those three ish, four days, I couldn't talk at all. I couldn't speak. I had to like type things out, send text messages, things like that. So that was something else happened to me. I, I don't, I did hear some people say they couldn't talk, but not everybody, but that was the thing for me. So I don't know if that would be a thing for you or anybody else. Or if you're watching this because you're taking care of somebody um, who was experiencing that, just stuff to keep in mind Um, and just let them rest because it's exhausting and you don't want to um, exert yourself too much because again, that could cause like bleeding and things like that. And like, sure, like low um, impact things, like maybe going for a walk and things like that could be helpful. But for a significant portion of that time, like one day, me and my mom decided to go to the store and I went into one store and I'm like, look, I need to go lay down because I, I cannot do anything else. So, I mean, I think you have to listen to your body and don't try to push it because there's no reason to push it. Like you, you know, they even told you, tell you in the beginning that for adults, you have to at least be off for like two weeks. So, and that's very realistic and um, fair. So I will say again, um, while the pain is excruciating, take your medication. Don't think you need to like power through it and be whatever, like take the meds. Like that's what they're there for. I mean, I wouldn't take anything more than what's recommended, of course, that kind of stuff, but take them on a consistent basis to manage your pain because your body needs to heal and you don't want to be like stressed about that kind of thing. So just take the pain medications on time and that kind of thing. And you can really get through, but also make sure you have you know, your water, ice packs, that kind of stuff to really help you um, make it through and just take it easy because it it is tough. It's very tough. Um, I am, like I said, about three weeks out and I still 
Um, can't. Oh, another thing that I forgot to mention. Sorry, in the pain part is your tongue. My tongue was completely swollen, and I, I think I have, if I'm being honest, like a thicker tongue anyway. Like a, you know, whatever. So when they um do the surgery, they have to clamp your tongue and like you know pull it out to be able to get your tonsils out. Complete pain the whole time. Like I still can't. You know, you can like run your tongue along your gums. I still can't do that because it hurts too bad. Um, so your tongue will also probably hurt. I think that's a pretty standard thing. It, it was like bruised on the sides and everything like that. And it was really, really big. Like it's just gotten to a point where it's like back to kind of like normal size. So that's something that, um, you know, just be mindful of that your tongue will definitely hurt, but it's because of the clamps that they use, um, to pull it out. And like your jaw might hurt a little bit. Like my full, cause I've heard people that said that full jaw hurt. That didn't happen to me, but, um, just like here on the crease, maybe they put something in your mouth to hold it open. So that part hurts as well. But again, nothing too bad. But after, again, here, silver lining, after you get to that point where it's the absolute worst, things really honestly do get better. Like I said, even though I couldn't speak, um, the pain levels were much, much, much better. And then I was able to kind of wean myself off of the really um, strong pain medications. And they are strong because, like, I mean, it made me super tired and, like, um, groggy. I know some people get nauseous. I didn't get nauseous with the one that I got from the doctor. I needed to get a refill from somewhere else. And it was, I think it was a different medication, personally, but whatever. Um, And it made me so nauseous and, like, made me feverish and that kind of stuff, even within, like, the first... uh, 10, 20 minutes of me taking it. It was awful. So that was even easy help. That was helpful for me to even wean off faster um, because that one wasn't as good. But yeah, that's 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 that was the surgery. And um, as far as me being grateful, I'm happy I did it. I, I'm happy I won't ever have to deal with another tonsil stone in my life. Um, because it's just gross and it makes you self-conscious and you know, all of those kinds of things. So I'm super happy I won't have to deal with that ever again. Um, I won't have as many like throat pains and things like that. Cause I guess you can still get, um, certain, you know, sore throats and stuff like that, but not as bad as it was before when you had the tonsil. So I'm super grateful for that. And I'm just happy that it's over. I'm happy that I did it. I will say that there were no moments in the time where I was like, Oh, I don't know why I'm doing this. I always kept in mind why I was doing it. I even, I don't know if it could be something that's helpful for other people, but I, um, by in true in true fashion, wrote out some post-its to keep me um to keep me motivated. Like, okay, I wrote down why I was doing it. Okay, take it one day at a time. The pain, it, the pain only lasts for this amount of time, that kind of stuff to kind of keep me pushing. I lit candles um throughout to kind of calm me and like keep me centered and like gave me nice vibes and things to focus on. So Again, like do those kinds of things and just take care of yourself. Take it easy. Don't feel like you need to push through and be honest about your pain. You don't have to pretend to be anything. If you're in pain, you're in pain. And I suggest that people who are taking care of someone and things like that to respect that, respect their pain levels and don't try to, you know, like, I I mean, I don't know if people were trying to be helpful, but say stuff like, oh, you know, well, kids, this. And it's like, well, actually the kids experience is very different than our experience. So it's not even like a comparison. I wish I was a kid when I had it done because it wouldn't be, um, as traumatic. Not everybody isn't lying. Like it, it is awful. Like it's awful. The worst would never want to do it again. I cannot lie about that. Would never, ever, ever want to do it again, but I'm happy that I did it. I'm happy that 
I did it and it's over and I don't have to deal with um, all of the other issues that came with having the tonsils in the first place. So I recommend it. The earlier you can do it, the better. If you have kids that are having all of these issues and they say this might be something they have to deal with for a long time, get them out. Just get them out. Just get them out. Because it's just not, it's terrible. It was it was a terrible experience. But I'm, um, like I said, I'm grateful that I did it and it's over. But yeah, I think those are all the things that I have. Let me check my notes just to be sure. Um, yeah. Oh, and the other thing um, about the healing. So like I said, it's about uh, three weeks out and I still, there's still stuff I can't eat. My throat still gets really sore. If I talk a lot, like after this, I might need to take like a Motrin or something because it gets like really, and it feels like tight. I don't know how else to say it, but like it feels tight in my jaw and in my throat. So that's something that um, is happening. And I, I realized or read, and my doctor told me as well, that it might take um, at least like a month or two for me to feel even close to being like 100% normal. And I can see that because like I said, my tongue still hurts. My throat still um, feels kind of scratchy. Like I still have like splotchiness on the back of my throat. So it's not all completely pink. Um, that kind of thing is happening, but obviously I can talk. Oh, another weird thing that happened is sometimes when I'm swallowing, <laughs> fluids come out of my nose. And, um, and I guess you have to kind of um, train your mouth and throat to swallow without something back there. Because that's another thing, I guess, when you, I mean, not I guess, when you have um, tonsillitis and things like that, or, you know, issues with your tonsils, they're big. Most of the time, I guess, adults, you don't really even see them back there. But for us, they they were, they were pretty big. So they're in the way they take up space is essentially what I'm saying. So you kind of have to work with having more space back there. So sometimes stuff will come out of your nose. It's so odd. Or like sometimes I choke and nothing is happening. But I guess just all the extra space is causing that to happen. I don't know. So that was a weird thing for me that's been happening. Something to be mindful of. Um, other than that, everything has been fine. I'm able to eat regular stuff. Able to do regular things for the most part. Like I said, it's a few things I can't eat, but um, even that, it's like, okay, we'll, we'll take my, I'll take my time and work back up to that. Um, and like I said, my jaw still hurts. Like I still haven't been able to eat like really big stuff. Like, like if I want to eat like a big sandwich or something like that, I can't, my mouth uh, struggles with like, it's, it's hard for me to open my mouth that much or to like chew that much. It hurts my it hurts my jaw and stuff like that, but I haven't had any ear pain, nothing like that. So yes, that is what I want to share. And if you are watching this because you're having the surgery, please, you, you can make it. You can get, don't listen to that. Like that first doctor lady who told me, like I couldn't make it. You can make it. It will be um, tough, but you can make it through. Just take it one day at a time, one moment at a time, take your medication, like recommended by that doctor. Um, and if it's something which I think could be a thing where you where you're having a really really serious reaction to the medication. I would say talk to them and see if it's like a difference maybe in the pharmacy because like I said I got medication from the hospital and I got medication from a pharmacy like from a Rite Aid and it was totally different. Like my body responded different. So that could be something to ask like maybe if you go to a different place to get the same prescription. I don't know how that works, but maybe it's something to think about or talk about because I'm telling you I had a totally different response and it was supposed to be the same medication. So that's odd, but um, that's something to keep in mind as well. Um, yeah, and make sure you just stock up, have things, have things around that make you feel good. Like I said, I had candles, stuff like that. So if it's like a fuzzy blanket or something, because there will be moments where you're just in bed, like in pain, you know, so just have things around that make you feel good. If it's music or 
you know, whatever, maybe it's a person that could just come love on you. Like let all of that stuff happen, you know, let people just take care of you because um, it will be kind of tough to, to do things. So yes, thank you guys for watching and listening to this episode. And um, I hope you enjoyed it. And it wasn't like too like, okay, Antasia, we don't want to hear about your tonsillectomy. Uh, but I did want to get that information out just to share my experience and hopefully it can help somebody else. Um, and give you some insight into it. And um, if you have any questions, thoughts, comments, all of those things, you can send them to uncommonquestions1 at gmail.com. You can send them um, in our Facebook group. That would be great if I could see them in our Facebook group, have some activity there here on YouTube, or you can message me if you have my number. Um, And until next time, I will talk to you guys later. Okay, bye.